1: And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Welcome to Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, and our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, uh, with us as well. And glad you're all with us. And uh, really, this is kind of our spring kickoff program. Yeah. And, yes. yeah glad, glad to be back what with you. What a beautiful and, day for it, huh? Yes. Gorgeous, gorgeous day today. And uh, in fact... Uh, you know, it's been kind of an unusual uh, end of of uh, winter and beginning of spring. You know, mm-hmm. we've had winds and rains, and uh, in fact, I did a, a, a gravesite service uh, a couple days ago, and for the first time in a long time, it's just beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, out there. So uh, we, we appreciate that wonderful weather, but also appreciate... The, uh, the precipitation as well Because uh, we, need, we it. need it here in the Central right. Valley And especially yeah. the, the Farmers are, are looking forward to that So great to have you with us wherever you may be uh, You are one of uh, Anywhere between 250 to 300 people Over 300 people that download the program And hey, listen to it every thank day you. Right. And of course special yes. greetings to those of you Joining us live as well And uh, Elaine tonight the doctor is in Again yes
0: oh, Good well, to have him back with us thank you Jim, Jim,
1: Jim. Henman
2: uh, Always a pleasure guys Always a pleasure and, pleasure, uh, as you sure. know,
1: Jim is uh, our, our resident uh, doctor here. Actually, secretly, I think doing a study on me and, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's long, con- 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 long term. Long term continues to be astounding and probably somewhat perplexing. I would guess. No, but, uh, Jim locally is uh, a wonderful uh, psychologist and therapist, and uh, just a wonderful theologian as well. Because, Coach and uh, author. Just. Uh, a, a myriad of uh, of God giftings, and uh, so j- j- we're just going to. And the neat thing about this particular program, Elaine, is is we normally do a lot of other things that we don't do uh, when Jim is here, because we just want to let the Spirit kind of guide mm-hmm. us, and uh, it's just Love fun that. to see where God takes us. And um, of course, uh, yesterday was Resurrection Sunday. Yes. That's yeah, right. Celebrating yes. that, and and just the the wonderful uh, gift, that turning point in human history. Uh, Forgiveness of our sins, but uh, also thinking about the reconciliation uh, between God and man.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: uh, that just, uh, it's astounding when when you think about it. And Jim, one of the things that that we've been kicking around a lot is the fact that in our American churchdom, Mm -hmm. we tend to make salvation the thing. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's important mm-hmm. it's important, mm-hmm. but most of our focus tends to be on that, and the rest of the abundant life mm-hmm. that Jesus gives us the the serving, the growing, the journey is often not funded much, not given much attention mm-hmm. and what what happens then is we tend to be robbed of some of the wonderful things that Christ has given us oh, that absolutely. we can take advantage of. and one of those is is the concept of forgiveness mm-hmm. and we think of the forgiveness of sin, sin, mm-hmm. sin sure but god uh, jesus has also given us those fundamentals in our lives that can really take huge burdens off of us when we when we embrace that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I just weird? Don't say anything, Elaine. I, I... But are, are are we missing are we missing some of those dynamics in our culture today?
2: I think it's it's a lot to do with <clears throat> the notion that if we are saved, it's like a banana we have peeled our old nature we're now a new creation and therefore that's that mm-hmm. and in truth with most of us and there are some people that have that sort of transforming like a banana peeling mm-hmm. uh, experience but most of us it's like an onion and and every layer is 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 Looks like the previous layer. Sometimes we feel like we're not getting anywhere.
1: And causes a lot of tears. A as lot well. of tears and anything. some foul
2: odor mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's not very pleasant. But God wants to join us in that onion peeling because that's where we're most available to let Him live with us and through us. We have a natural desire for that because He put that in us yes. when we were created. And when we can let ourselves realize that the messiness of being an onion is not a disappointment to God, it's an opportunity Mm. that God sees of us being real and transparent, which if God, in in, in all three forms, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is absolutely congruent, absolutely transparent. Transparent. Well, if you're transparent as a Christian, you're probably gonna find a lot of onion.
0: That's right. And it's not a disappointment
2: to no. him, Jim, nor
0: is it a surprise to nor him.
2: Nor is it a surprise. <laughs> no. no, exactly. Oh, oh. So if we could if we could realize that the sanctification is such a huge part of his plan, not just to save us for eternity, but to help us through a fallen world that he warns us about. This is the thing. If I was on my Facebook, I don't do a lot of Facebooking, but I, uh, I Facebooked last, yesterday uh, on Easter, yeah, and it was, it was saying, you know, something to the effect that the, God wants us to accept Right where we're starting, mm. he wants to join us. Right where we're starting, if it was me, would I send one of my sons or would I myself be willing to come to a cross for people that are going to spit on me and are going mm. to, uh, oh. you know, say all kinds of horrible accusations that are not true? Probably not, but fortunately, I'm becoming more like him,
1: mm.
2: he's not becoming more like Jim Henman. Amen. For all of our sake, that's and a good all, thing.
0: You know, mm-hmm. for all of us to say mm-hmm. that. I don't mm-hmm. know about your day yesterday. It sounds mm-hmm. like it was wonderful, Jim. Mm-hmm. But it I was. have to tell you, ours began in a wonderful way. Mike, uh, for several years now, has been sharing the uh, message at Lakewood Memorial Park oh, out in uh-huh. Houston, and it was just. Spectacular as the sun comes up early in the morning, and just you know, sharing with all of the people that gather, it is just an awesome and it was just a a wonderful message, Mike. Thank you for the message that you once again shared out there Mm -hmm. on the hill because it was just. Fabulous because as we're celebrating our risen Lord, yes, out there in the morning, early, just before the sun coming up, it's just nothing like it. And mm-hmm. the message of serving a risen savior, and then Mike's message was as living as he is risen, mm-hmm. not dead, was mm-hmm. just it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It was just great.
2: And see, the thing is to do what Mike was sharing. We can only start where we're starting. Mm. If we try to start where we think he wants us to end up, we get ahead of God, and then our old nature ends up doing the effort, and the light load that he talks about is a 500-pound boulder, and it finally either crushes us or creates Pharisees, one or the other.
1: He meets us... Where we are, as we are. As we are. And by the way, the real miracle of yesterday morning was that I was cogent at <laughs> 6.30 in the morning. That was a <laughs> minor miracle right there.
0: It was just a, a great way anyway. to begin the day. You know? and, and, and you
1: know, it, it's, uh, it, it's it, originally when I first got out, it's been a couple years now. It's been a right? few years. I thought, well, you know, I'm going to be. Preaching at a cemetery? You know. <laughs> what was it you said? <laughs> I said, well, you know, my biggest audience <laughs> are is dead people, but
2: people uh, are just dying to hear you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I
1: love it. That's great. <laughs> but you know, it's amazing to me because one of the uh, things I, that I, I appreciate so much about Lakewood, and, and you know, and I'm doing a plug here. It's just mm-hmm. you know, this is the body, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just appreciating each other. Is they really do care mm. about people, mm-hmm. and they care about the community, and it's amazing to me. There are people who have relatives, you know, loved ones who are who are buried there, interred mm-hmm. there, and they come year after year after year to celebrate the risen mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's 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 almost like a family out there. Yeah, it's truly. just a oh, wonderful it is. It dynamic. is a family. Yeah, it is it's a a family. just a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. And if you never, you know, if, if you're local. You may have you know been on the cemetery grounds and the chapels and, and all of that, but you ought to go up if if you haven't sometime to the amphitheater there. Okay. It's right above the the, uh, the waterfall. It is a beautiful, beautiful setting, it really is. It's true. And mm-hmm. uh, really, to sometimes I just go up there it's to peaceful. be quiet mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to get my head straight. Right, mm-hmm. you know, right. Uh, but you, you it, need to it, go it, there more. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> just
2: kidding. Let I'm me joking. read number a uh, growing
1: commitment <laughs> to be non-judgmental, open and that's accurate. good that's that's right. good. That's right. good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and speaking of, speaking of that, you know, start speaking of where, where God mm-hmm. begins with us mm-hmm. as we are, where we are as as we are, mm-hmm. uh, in your fundamental principles of healthy change and a new program for living. That is number one: a growing mm-hmm. commitment to being nonjudgmental, open, and accurate. Mm-hmm. And it it would seem to me that a great part of that is not just being nonjudgmental, open, and accurate about others, but primarily being that way about ourselves, mm,
2: right? It's good. truly in lantern form. Mm-hmm. If we are judgmental toward ourselves and try not to be judgmental toward others, it's going to be phony. Mm. It's it, it's not going to ring true because how we treat us is what we telegraph to others. I know, Elaine, you know the story about my mom. Yes. My mom could give grace to my brother and sister and I. She could give grace freely and abundantly. Amen. She had faith in me when there was no objective reason to have any faith. I was flunking out of elementary. I mean, it was, I was a mess. And she had absolute faith I could do anything I put my mind to, and she would support it. What she couldn't do was give that same grace to herself. Mm. She gave it freely mm. to us, but she couldn't give it to herself. Well, fast forward to becoming an adult, and she realizes, because I share it with her, that what I gained from that was that for me, I should give that grace to others, but not to myself. Uh. Mm -hmm. Now, she would have cut off her left hand freely rather than pass that on. Mm. And at first, she was really kind of upset and disappointed. But then, you know, I said, Mom, hey, I turned out all right. You know? I turned out all right. We aren't stuck with the program. This is so important. We're not stuck with the programming that we gain in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. She had gained it from her mom, who also had that blessing of being able to give grace to the kids. But the man is always right, and the woman is always in a a kind of a, a subservient role to the man. Therefore, my mom had that same belief. Okay. And, of course, my dad had no clue how to be a husband or a dad because he had grown up in, 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 in awful, awful circumstances. Bless his heart. But yeah. he was a the man, yes. therefore he must be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she could give the grace to us, but she couldn't to herself. And it's like that when we try to give grace to others but are being judgmental and flashlight yes. toward ourselves.
1: So our, our, our ability to grant that to others really is somewhat hindered by the degree that we can do that for absolutely. ourselves.
0: Absolutely. And Jim, absolutely do you see a comparison there with the grace is the same way as the forgiveness, being able to give forgiveness mm-hmm. to ourselves? Mm-hmm. And oh, absolutely. To ourselves. It's kind of a, mm-hmm. a parallel there.
2: It's, 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 it's the, the unearned, unmerited valuing, And appreciation that we give to ourselves, even before we deserve it, Mm -hmm. that helps us become a good candidate to deserve it. I mean, not that we deserve it, but I mean, it it, it helps us be the way we would want to be. And the same with forgiveness. When we're holding on to things and judging others or condemning others, or we're judging and condemning ourselves, either one— we're not in the present. God's in the present. We're not when we're in the time machine, and that's where we are when when we're when we're doing that unforgiveness. Oh my goodness! There's so we're much. We're not in the present.
0: Absolutely. You know, so much to be said for Resurrection Sunday. Yesterday was so special, and we think. You know, it's not all about, about the Easter eggs, although you know we don't want to take anything away from that. And I do hmm. hope you found all of your Easter eggs. <laughs> don't wait until next week to find them all. But it's my I, mind that I've well, you've lost. Still it. If you it. find mine, I hope <laughs> well, it, we can go back to Anyway, uh, but you know, and we wait. We think Christmas. Everybody waits for Christmas, and that's special. But he came at Christmas time for the cross,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. he? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. The- he knew. What was ahead of him? Yes. that's why in the garden he was yes. sweating blood, praying so fervently. Papa, pass this by me if if you can. But you know, thy will, but thy will yeah. be done. Not not
1: mine, but thy will not be mine. done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Jim, there's and it hit me um, this week as I was praying and researching. You go back. In fact, uh, at, at Sherwood Bible Church, uh, we took communion while reading Jesus's prayer for the disciples in John 17 mm. as he was reclining with the disciples he prayed to the father not cuz he knew what was coming within mm-hmm. 24 hours he didn't pray for himself he prayed for the disciples and it, it's a lengthy one we won't do it here but i encourage you next time you approach the communion table to read that prayer and be there with Jesus as he's praying for the disciples because it's the same mm-hmm. prayer for you and me. Mm-hmm. And, and we kind of center on the unity thing, but it is so powerful and it shows the depth of his love uh, for the disciples. Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned just a, a moment ago that wonderful uh, quote from Jesus in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, uh, about his yoke, taking his mm-hmm. yoke. Eugene Peterson, I think, has given us a, a Spirit-inspired interpretation of that. Oh, cool. let, let me read sure. that, because it, it has radically uh, refined the, those couple of verses for me. Math, this is from the message, Eugene Peterson's translation, mm-hmm. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28-30. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Mm. Mm. I won't mm. lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Learn the unforced mm. rhythms mm. of Love grace. Yeah, is that what we're talking yeah. about in the process of sanctification? It's the opposite mm. of being forced.
2: Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And what's ironic... The moment you feel like you should give grace, and therefore, because I should give it, mm. I give it because I should, it makes it harder to give it freely. Mm. The more we demand to have forgiveness, the harder it is to actually have the forgiveness. Because we're forcing, and and like you said, it's the unencumbered, It's it's the freely given That he's modeling. And when he's saying that, when Jesus is saying from that quote, he's not saying, Hey, I'm cool, look at me. He's saying, in this fallen world, here is the antidote to the knowledge of good and evil. Here is the only thing that can actually neutralize the knowledge of good and evil that came with the fall is the grace within which is the forgiveness. That we don't have to hold on to things that happen. We're in the present with Papa God, Mm -hmm. our big brother Jesus, and the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. in the present.
0: And and, and I I love that you say that, Jim, because uh, the fundamental principles of healthy change, number four, Mm -hmm. is a growing commitment to the acceptance or the acknowledgement of reality in the present and in your book, which we have to tell our dear mm-hmm. friends, who's really driving your bus, you have to get this this book, dear <laughs> friends, you must get this book. Um, you talk about in the book noticing you always talk about noticing because mm-hmm. that's that's very important, is a healthy starting place in the forgiveness process. Can you unpack that a little bit
2: The only place you can really start <clears throat> that forgiveness process. Is where you're starting. And where you're starting may be not wanting to forgive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you can't accept your starting place, you're pretty well stuck in that starting place, or you're stuck with a mask. And Jesus was not a man of masks, uh-uh. but of transparency. So to, to start with the fact that I may not even want to forgive, I may be appalled by the idea of forgiving a particular transgression, either my own or someone else's. But the fact is that forgiveness doesn't mean what most people think it means. It's the misperception of what it means. The definition is often uh, the culprit. Within Christianity, the definitions that we bring are often the problems. It's not the Christianity. It's misunderstood. It's misunderstood. 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 Let's talk about mm -hmm, one of those mm misunderstandings because
1: I I got this a lot Mm -hmm. when when I was a staff uh, pastor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not going to forgive unless they ask for it.
2: Okay, That's like saying to a person, I'm not going to eat unless you invite me to Mm -hmm. eat. Mm -hmm. I'll just starve to death if you don't. I'm going to wait until you invite me to eat. Because forgiveness is primarily a gift to the person doing the forgiving. Only secondarily is it a gift to the person being forgiven. And it
1: may actually have sometimes little impact on the person who is being forgiven. The whole point is to unload that. And and, and Jim, you you hit a wonderful principle here, and I think it applies to our serving, loving your neighbor Mm -hmm. as yourself Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. When we force it, it's not what Jesus is talking about. When, no. it, when it flows out of our relationship mm-hmm. with him, that's... Mm-hmm. And, and so what do we do with that if it feels forced? What can what, what we do with that?
2: First thing, number one, the first thing you do with anything, feel good about noticing it. There you go. Feel good about noticing that you're feeling forced. Doesn't mean you like feeling forced, but feel good about noticing that you're feeling forced. Number one and then begin to look at who is it that's supplying the force. Where's the force coming from? Is it coming from within yourself? Is it coming from well-intended other people? Is it coming from God? Is it coming from Satan? Who Who's that force coming from? See, Satan will try to force you to forgive because he knows that the moment you try to make yourself forgive, you can't really forgive, and it's not going to be genuine. It's not going to be sincere, and it's not going to be transforming.
0: And if it's not, you're going to have a lot of guilt and shame exactly. associated and with that. And that's
2: what Satan wants.
0: Jim, you say something very mm-hmm. powerful in here is it's associated. There's a concept of a, like a taekwondo, and I, I'm not sure that I, I know this word. Um, with the martial arts. Oh, Aikido. But, Aikido okay, mm-hmm. all right. That wasn't so hard. Why couldn't I say that? <laughs> I can't talk, spell it. <laughs> you talk, yes, you can. You did in the book. Um, spell check. Okay. <laughs> Very good. You talk about combating in such a way that you stop someone and you protect yourself and them from harming you further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Address that, please.
2: That is something that is said many times a day. Sometimes more than once in a in a given session. And yet it's so hard for people to hear it. What we're used to is I've got to protect myself from Mike, for example. I've got to protect myself from Mike. Because Mike can get ornery and, and negative and you blah know blah him blah blah blah. You've no. been around
1: here a lot, haven't you?
2: I was <laughs> just reading the cue cards from LA and <laughs> 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 he's not supposed to see that. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot that part. That's our secret you now. No. <laughs> but 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 the fact is God doesn't want any of his kids to hurt themselves or each other. Mm-hmm. Okay? He wants us to be as he is, not out of ego, but he knows that's the inoculation to the fallen world. Mm. So he's wanting it for a positive reason. Well, If I'm trying to protect myself from being hurt by Mike, I have to have a certain level of fear, apprehension, to keep on guard duty and alert to make sure that I'm protecting myself from being hurt by Mike. What I'm not realizing while I'm setting up that armor, that on guard, I'm sending messages to Mike that I'm not even aware of, Hmm. that for him may seem provoking and may actually cause Mike to be more apt to come at me in a negative way. Because, see, my reactions shouldn't count. It's your provoking that counts, Mm. not my reacting. And as humans, that's what we often think. I'm just reacting to what you did, so it's really your fault. In fact, what I did is your fault because (laughs) you started it with the provoking. But where does the circle start? Mm -hmm. You know? One person's provoking is the other person's reacting.
1: Well, our whole culture has really made a business mm-hmm. out of assigning fault to other people. Oh, sure. You know, and and you know, a lot, a lot of attorneys get wealthy mm-hmm. in blaming other mm-hmm. people for their, you know, what mm-hmm. their clients should mm-hmm. should own. Mm-hmm. And so, really, we're talking about a a counter
2: culture mm-hmm. mindset here, aren't mm-hmm. we? Not only are we talking about a counterculture, but within the body itself, I would guess that most Christians see Christianity as primarily a religion. Mm-hmm. In truth, Christianity is secondarily a religion. It is primarily a relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And only when the relationship is primary does religion become what God really wants religion to be. Mm -hmm. And that is healthy relationship and a safe place to come together in in a fallen world.
1: You know, I'm thinking back to Jesus as he's confronting the Pharisees. And how you know some of his harshest words were mm-hmm. re- reserved mm-hmm. for the religious leaders, and th- there was this this uh, dynamic of demands and performance, and and this and that and the other thing. And Jesus really turned turned that whole table upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and I don't know that in our um, approach to church congregations today that we've really gotten past that we're more comfortable with the rules mm-hmm. and we're more comfortable with performance than we are with that very raw accuracy mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. very raw mm-hmm. transparency mm-hmm. that's a tough nut to crack
2: it's it's so tragic because it it's the opposite of what he really value God really values is that messy transparency. I I know I've shared this before, but I'll it it bears repeating. Rules are a substitute for relationship. Mm. Mm. That's why when scripture says the law kills, you know, the, the law of Moses kills. The law kills Because it's rules that are a substitute for relationship. Not that those rules are bad. It's like Paul said, no, no, no. It's not that that the law is bad. But it can't transform. Because rules are a substitute for relationship. And the substitute cannot produce what the real thing, which is relationship with God, is really all about. You know what's so ironic? We, you know... I think we all, from our conversation before the show started tonight, were touched by different things that happened yesterday on Easter mm-hmm. and the uh, amazing gift of uh, of God's plan that allowed Easter to be what it is. And yet that tends to turn for many, many people into I've got to let him know how much I appreciate his gift by being good enough Mm. to make him proud, Mm. Mm. that I can be good enough that I don't give him anything to feel bad about. Mm. Well, the only way I can do that is to put a mask on. Mm. (laughs) It's the only way I can do it as a human being is to hide the onion and, and hope that he won't notice it. He does. He sees notice through it. That, But he loves yes, us yeah. onion and all. Hmm. What he wants as, if you will, and I don't even saying it this way is 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 not right, but what God wants in payment, if you will, I mean using man's view, not God's, payment for that amazing gift and sacrifice is not to somehow. Be such a wonderful example, but rather that we will let him live in us, through us, and for us, so he can have skin in this fallen world. Mm-hmm. That is all the payment if you will, and I hate to even look at it that way; mm-hmm. it's not doing justice to it. Mm-hmm. But that's what he really wants, and that's the last thing we tend to do because we're so busy with the performance and the rules and the formula that we don't even think about the importance of allowing him to speak through us, like I am right now.
0: I think that was beautifully said. Mm-hmm. You know, I
1: do. And and didn't Paul so well reflect that dynamic? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he he able to expose the warts and be Mm -hmm. very honest Mm -hmm. about where he was. And, and, and I think had the right to Mm -hmm. say, you can look Mm -hmm. at me as a Mm -hmm. model and not being arrogant Mm -hmm. about it, Mm -hmm. but you know, he's just being very raw and saying, Mm -hmm. Hey, I've put it all out there. I'm being very honest. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, you can look at me, and and through me, you can see Christ at work in mm-hmm. your own life. You know.
2: Well, it's like the tapestry, the inspirational nuggets on yes. the website, oh, I love on tapestry. It. Yes, and, yes. and this guy has gone through life and had all kinds of struggles, and, and now they're coming before God to... Uh, each person unfold their tapestry and there were all these beautiful tapestries and he got more and more ashamed of his own tapestry because his was sort of threadbare and there was holes in it and like moth holes kind of thing. And he was so embarrassed. But then when finally it was his turn and his tapestry was held up, Christ was shining through, Mm -hmm. and it was the most beautiful Mm -hmm. tapestry of all, through the threadbare, through the messiness, Mm -hmm. through the very, quote, failures Christ had shone through in those times. That's our beauty, is not in our tidiness, Mm -mm. but in our ability to let him live with us and through us in our messiness.
0: Yes. Jim, have we given out that website where tapestry mm-hmm. is? Have mm-hmm. we given that out yet? I don't know. This mm-hmm. we haven't. W dot care for you. That's cair for foru dot. Calm. And you go there, and there is just a ton of free it's information. Y-O-U. Y-O-U. What mm-hmm. did I say? I don't know what I said. Yeah, wwwcare yeah. for. Www.care4u. and that's Care Changing Attitudes in Recovery. And it's just a fabulous, fabulous website, once again, full of Free information for you. You can take these uh, informational videos and uh, download them and listen to them, and it's just wonderful, wonderful uh, resources for you, my dear friends, and and uh, just enjoy them and uh, benefit from them. And we're uh, coming to our one of our favorite parts right now, Jim. You are going to uh, love this. It is, and dear friends, we hope that you will resonate with our musical treat this week. Also, as we dwell on Him. His forgiveness and how we carry that into our relationships with one another. Here's Phillips, Craig, and Dean and their song, I'm Because Forgiven, or I'm Forgiven Because, and it's a great song here on Lighthouse Life. We'll be back.
2: Why I bring you this simple offering, pouring out my love. God express all this joy and gratefulness.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful.
2: And you know what I was struck with? You always hear something different <clears throat> each time. Not only is He our Savior, He's also calling us friend. Yes. Mm. Yes. Now, you put those two together, our Western mind cannot put those two together. And yet, He calls us friend, and He is our Savior. That freedom is freedom to start where we're starting and allow him through us to help us see from his perspective the healthiest choice at a given moment. I mean, what better gift in a fallen world than to have a built-in GPS, to have a (laughs) built-in coach, to have a built-in... Mentor, to have a built in cheer team all wrapped into one that is both Savior and friend. Mm. And do we, brother? Yes. Do we
0: realize that that's not a new concept because Abraham was his friend? Yeah. You know?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And add to that now uh, the granting of the Holy Spirit. Mm hmm. And I think probably the most neglected in our thinking of the, th- of the Godhead, mm-hmm. the three persons mm-hmm. of, uh, of God. And, uh, and, and yet, as Jesus built these wonderful relationships, and, uh, and he warned his followers he was leaving. Of course, they didn't get it. They right. didn't, didn't get it till 500 of them saw him after yeah. he was resurrected. But uh, he said, and, but I am sending you a paraclete, you know, I, I am sending you some guidance. I am mm-hmm. sending you part of that relationship, and I, I think we we neglect that so much that part of God that is inside of us, mm-hmm. helping do the work. Mm-hmm. You know, helping provide that uh, that that GPS. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we we abuse the spirit as well. We mm-hmm. blame things on the spirit that ought not to be.
2: <laughs> blamed yeah, that, on. that's why it never made sense to me. why. why how that would happen? I I I know what you're saying there. Yeah. I, I don't understand how, when the spirit is simply bringing healthiness and truth mm. in a non-judgmental, loving, grace-filled way, how that can turn into blame. But I know it does. It does. It does.
1: Jim, as as we uh, progress through, mm. and again, you've, you've, you've given us eight wonderful nuggets mm. here mm. for uh, for healthy change. And uh, there's there one here that I, I want to park on ju- just for a minute because I think it ha- it goes several ways. It has to do with our relationship with Christ, our relationship with each other, and and it sounds odd, but our relationship with ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's number five: a growing commitment to mutual respect and valuing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that's a mountain sometimes oh, to get over, it, or isn't a valley. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> or both when people first hear mutual respect and valuing what they normally hear is i will respect you you will respect me mm. and they're okay with that because that's fair somehow in our economy of making sense it's got to be fair mutual respect and valuing in this case actually means i choose to to be respectful and valuing toward you and I choose to be respectful and valuing toward me. Mm. Now, that's where the thing we were talking about earlier comes in. Mm -hmm. It is more respectful for me to protect you, Mike, from hurting me than it is to think, well, I can suffer because after all, being a Christian is to suffer and therefore I will suffer by letting you be a jerk toward me or be hurtful toward me because I can take it because I have Christ. That makes no sense. I believe that he wants to help us protect the other person from harming us because if I let you harm me, I'm abetting in your sin. I'm actually a part of your sin when I'm letting you hurt me. You're, now, you're keeping me
1: sick, in other words, yeah,
2: right? You know, there are relationships where we don't have the power to stop yes. the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, kids, sometimes in marriages uh, where there's a lot of physical threat. Mm-hmm. But it, even in a situation like that, God will find and help provide ways to protect the other person from harming you. And that's love. hmm Messy, wonderful, intimate love. Let me
1: go one step further here uh, with that whole issue of mutual respect. And that is offering respect even when it is not offered in turn. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. How do we do that?
2: Yes, yes. Well, if if Paul in fact means what he says and everything I can tell about Paul is he means what he says (laughs) when he says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. If we're waiting for an invitation to use the gifts of our spirit, we are putting a a hobble on God. Mm. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the adventure of becoming, which is who Jim Henman is, is becoming that's who I am. And a lot of people would like for me to hurry up and arrive Ain't gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. I will continue becoming. And that becoming is allowing myself to let more of Him through me be reflected in my interactions with other people. And I'm not waiting to be asked to do that because they may not ask me. Mm. You even
0: say in the, the book, Jim, I'm sorry, you say Paul shares the process of God's plan. He said, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of mm-hmm. power mm-hmm. and of love mm-hmm. and of a sound mind, mm-hmm. from Second Timothy 1 yeah. seven. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it, the, there are times, though, I, I think, too, when we can take that freedom mm-hmm. that we've experienced and become so enamored of that... Mm-hmm that we almost give other people a guilt trip for not having it. If you were just—and we, we see this so often happen, and, and I love uh, uh, the, the seven steps, mm-hmm. you know, freedom in Christ, Neil Andrew, i I love that mm-hmm. process. I think it's a great tool in mm-hmm. God's toolbox. Mm-hmm. With that, I'll say, as with the toolbox, it is a tool, not the tool. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but— one of the problems has been sometimes there can almost be an arrogance mm-hmm. um, in saying, "Well, I've gone through it, and if you would just go through this, you'd be fixed." Mm-hmm. You know, and and the, but that's not the way Christ works, is it?
2: And and it's and it's not the way Jesus' style in the in the snippets that we have of actually seeing his style in action. That wasn't the way he was with, for want of a better word, normal sinners. Mm-hmm. The closest he came, like you said earlier, was to the Pharisees. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like I've said on previous shows, I loved it when I thought he was chewing them out <laughs> until I realized that was the most loving thing he could say it, to sure. them. You brood of vipers was a loving wake up call compared to what was going to happen when they faced Papa God, when they're using Papa God to hurt Papa God's kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That makes Papa God not so happy. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I'd rather have a wake-up call of a brood of vipers than continue doing something that is going to be devastating when I come to my senses when I am actually right there with God. That he had one. a way of telling Ooh.
0: the truth in love that mm-hmm. was firm, yet mm-hmm. he got his point across. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And it was it was an invitation, not a demand. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You know, he welcomes our right to choose, to choose wrongly unto death. And his relationship will not be held in the balance. He will still have relationship, but he gives you the right to smoke three packs a day and and get cancer. He gives you the right to get drunk and and get in the car and T-bone someone. Not because he wants that accident. God didn't cause that accident. But he does honor our right to choose. Mm. That's how important choice is to God
0: realizing that there are going to be those consequences. There and are going to be consequences. He's with us through those, isn't
1: mm-hmm. he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that dynamic, we were talking about Paul and, and how he's so well reflected, very, in, in our, I call it a raw way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his advice to the church in Galatia, brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. -hmm. But watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. Mm -hmm. I think that is one of the one of the greatest nuggets that Mm -hmm. Paul has given Mm -hmm. us, and probably one that is ignored a lot because we tend to, and especially when pastors fall. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, and I know, I know. You know, called to higher accountability. This, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. listen, we often have thrown good men and good women away because they violated our expectations for them, and we failed to take a look at at, at, at them with God's eyes, mm-hmm. with His grace, and to look at a process of restoration. I think one of the things we're missing in today's congregational dynamic is that process of restoration. We don't mm-hmm. spend enough time... We're very quick mm-hmm. to call them on a problem. We're very quick to kick people out of mem- we membership. We shoot our own. We shoot our own, Absolutely. but we're we're, we're not mm-hmm. so because restoring people is mm-hmm. hard work.
2: Well, it's intimate work. Mm. It it can't be done intellectually. That's good, Jim. It's only yeah. done the, say that again. You know, it's it, it's, it's it's a relational it's and intimate. experiential yeah. process when you're restoring. You can't do it at arm's length. You're you're literally right there with the person, just like God is with us when He's helping to restore us. It's it's it's. It, I don't Well,
1: I think the point is it's the relationship because—and even in our mission here, Mm -hmm. our calling Mm -hmm. to get the church outside the four walls and Mm -hmm. connect with the community, the hardest aspect of that for people to embrace is the Mm relationship— with the people they're serving. It's not about Mm -hmm. the act of service. It's Mm -hmm. about the relationship Mm -hmm. that develops. And the problem there is that that could get messy.
2: Well, and we can, if we aren't looking through God's eyes, we can be fooled by the surface. Mm. Because God is incredibly deep and simple. So if we're not looking through God's eyes... And I see that you have some behaviors or some, your language, you know, I'm not talking about language because he's still working on my language, (laughs) uh, (laughs) still after all these years, it's a ongoing process, but it doesn't stop him from loving me. It's not cheap grace.
1: Mm.
2: It's not saying that my language doesn't matter. It's saying that he loves me where I'm starting with the language I have at the moment and because he loves me perfectly, he wants my language to continue to grow because it gives me more healthy choices and healthy power to be reflecting him in my day-to-day life.
1: Well, it would be great if our family dynamics embrace that. Mm-hmm. You think of all the the trauma in, in family homes in, in today's world and uh, how that that aspect of unconditional? I think we're talking about unconditional mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. not not love that that does not forego mm-hmm. consequences.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, that's not the same thing at all.
1: Right, not the same mm-hmm. thing. Maybe, ch- maybe we should yeah. talk about why that's not the same thing Un- unpack that. Why is unconditional love n- not the same thing as having no boundaries and not allowing the consequence of,
2: of decisions? Mm-hmm. Well, because it becomes phony. Mm -hmm. As a human being, we all have boundaries. We may not know it, but when they get bumped, we begin to see it pretty quick. Mm. And then we can feel ashamed that we even have the boundary, so we deny the boundary, and that doesn't even let the other person know that they have wounded us because I need to be absolutely loving to you at all times, well what is loving? What may be loving is to say, you know Mike, when you're you may not realize this, but you know last night when you got drunk and, and, and knocked everything off the table, it it just it broke my heart for you. Mm. Now, this is not real. I mean but that's but that's sincere, you know. I'm still being absolutely unconditionally loving of you, but part of the loving isn't niceness. It's lovingness. Niceness is superficial. Lovingness is deep and simple.
1: And I think one of the reasons we tend not to go that deep... Mm -hmm is that oftentimes we're afraid of losing the relationship mm-hmm. if we enforce a boundary. And
0: sometimes we make unhealthy boundaries as a result mm. of, sure. lo- ah, great. Of, great r- of fear of losing mm. right. the relationship.
2: Or we go to the other side of it and, and start having boundaries for everything mm. and rules and boundaries for everything. And, and and we end up getting a black belt in boundaries. Mm. You know, mm. and and... and the Holy Spirit is by by far the very best healthy boundary setter that I know. The Spirit knows when something is not being healthy, and it will let you know that it's not being. It's not going to keep that a secret. If we listen to the Spirit instead of saying, "I have these; these are your rules, buddy. You follow <laughs> these rules, we can have a relationship. If you don't follow these rules, you're out of here." Mm-hmm. No, that's not God. No. But that's also not a lot of choice. If I have all these rules set up in advance, I'm not in the present. Right, right. The Holy Spirit's always in the present. We're better to know what boundary is is needed at the moment than the Holy Spirit through you saying, you know, I, I really need you to, you know, to talk to me about this because me, it, it really me. bothered yeah. me what you what you said yesterday or you know and I can't get over it and I'm just needing your help
1: and then especially in church life there are the unspoken rules mm-hmm. the rules that aren't said but are there
2: mm-hmm.
1: that, those can be hurtful that unspoken. you can violate yeah, without yeah. Mm-hmm. without no and and the same goes with families right mm-hmm. oh,
2: yeah. oh absolutely.
1: You
0: know, the nuggets, mm-hmm. Jim, that you have passed on to us and countless others have just been treasures. And before mm-hmm. we leave the topic of forgiveness tonight, can I, I just, because I, I don't think we shared this, when you said mm-hmm. that forgiveness is letting go of holding on.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Well, it gives both hands in the present to work toward good. If we're holding on, we don't have our hands free To work toward good. We don't.
1: In that process, Pastor Friend of mine uh, gave me this word picture once. Uh, In the process of forgiveness, often we we carry this heavy backpack to the foot of the cross. Mm -hmm. We take it off, we put it down, and then before we leave, we pick it up again and walk away. Sometimes it's hard to leave it there, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: I think the hardest thing about God's plan is that it's too easy and seems too good to be true. Mm. His plan is easy. When he says he won't give us more than we can handle, what he says is he won't give us more than we can handle with him living in us and through us, uh, not on our own.
1: Mm, <laughs> mm. You know. That's great.
2: Yeah. We we make a big distinction mm. a lot of times. Mm.
1: Jim, we, uh, we're bumping the clock a little bit again. I can it. it.
0: It is, is just, unreal. Uh, we just uh, yeah. sometimes have to keep you here for a couple of hours with us. At least.
1: As, as we uh, come out of the celebration of, of mm-hmm. Christ's resurrection, Jim, what, what's God telling you? Something that we can leave our our listeners with to really, really uh, carry on what we've been talking about in terms of forgiveness and, and not forcing that, but allowing that just to flow out of our love for Christ?
2: I think the more that I have allowed myself to risk being a fool by saying what comes to me through him not knowing for sure if I receive perfectly, because I don't receive perfectly, but the more I have been given that freedom by me, that permission to do that, the less self-centered and the less self-conscious I've become. Mm. Christ consciousness is a very real gift to ourselves.
1: Amen. Again, friends, the website www you dot com and that's c a i r f o r y o u. dot com. C a i r as in changing attitudes in recovery. C a i r f o r y o u. dot com.
0: And the book who's really driving your bus? You'll want to read it and read again. Is the author himself, Jim Henman, says, "I learned something new each time I read it, and I wrote it. So you want to you get the? book At least I typed it. Yeah. Jim, we love you, and you—you uh, know—you're always welcome no, here. That's great. This is your great home. To be here. Dear friends, thank you for listening wherever you are, and join us again next time. May God continue to bless you. Good night."